0: Game Day. A day where great food, friends, and family always come together. And bringing people together is what Harris Teeter is all about. We make sure you have the best and most delicious game day foods. Whether you're heading to the stadium or making your own tailgate at home, Harris Teeter is always game day ready. And you can save big on your game day celebration just by joining EVIC. Sign up today and save hundreds of dollars per month on the items you love most. Harris Teeter. Let's game day together. Welcome to Ochenta Stories, recorded in bedrooms, living rooms, closets, and balconies in quarantine around the world. Artists, writers, creators, podcasters, and more answer the question What do you want to hear when this pandemic is over? I'm your host this week, Haley Choi. This week's episode is about learning to appreciate the small things in life. During the pandemic, Maria Clara turns to cycling to get around and discovers the simple joy of a bike ride. The story, originally produced in Spanish, has been translated into English, and you can hear that version later on in the episode. And now, without further ado, Dear Bicycles by Maria Clara Montoya.
1: Cuando escucho el sonido de la bocina de la bicicleta de mi papá, pienso en quienes venden en Colombia unos dulces anaranjados. Todo el mundo sabe que después de oír ese sonido, alguien pasará vendiendo solteritas. Yo no me acordaba de que ese dulce se llamaba así. Fue mi mamá quien lo dijo un día, conversando precisamente cuando mi papá llegó a la casa haciendo sonar su bocina. A él siempre le ha encantado salir con su bicicleta aguamarina a hacer mandados, recados, errands. Estoy usando estas tres palabras para explicarles que en mi día a día me expreso con términos colombianos, españoles y británicos, aunque lo que quiero hacer hoy es compartir esta carta de amor a las bicicletas. Siempre que miro a las bicicletas de la gente veo cómo develan pistas sobre su personalidad. El tipo de bocina o de sillín, los colores, el cuadro, el manillar. Por el contrario, mis bicicletas no tienen ningún distintivo especial. Las identifican los números porque son parte del sistema público. Aprendí a montar bicicleta siendo una niña y sí, es cierto, a uno nunca se le olvida cómo se hace. La verdad es que no me acuerdo de cómo era mi primera bicicleta. Sería difícil porque como mucho la tendría hasta los 7 años, cuando mi familia y yo llegamos a vivir a Madrid desde Medellín. Sí me acuerdo de la segunda, que la tuve al menos hasta los 13 o 14. Era roja, con un estilo muy de montaña. Qué feliz fui yendo hasta el Parque de arganzuela a dar vueltas sobre la pista. Estuve mucho tiempo sin montar en bicicleta, años. Pero cuando empezó la pandemia y después de estar en un confinamiento estricto en España, me pasó algo que le ha pasado a mucha gente. Y es que empecé a tenerle cierta fobia a los espacios cerrados. Ya no quería montar ni en metro ni en bus. Saqué mi carnet para utilizar las bicicletas de Madrid en junio de 2020. Es un servicio que podría estar más cuidado. Las redes sociales están llenas de reclamaciones a la plataforma que presta el servicio porque muchas veces no funcionan bien. Pero gracias a estas bicicletas eléctricas, he ido a reencontrarme con amigos que no vi durante la pandemia y circulé por calles que ni siquiera conocía. Desde hace unos meses estoy mudándome definitivamente a Londres después de estar a medio camino entre Madrid y la ciudad del Big Ben. Allá es donde vive mi familia y donde está la bicicleta aguamarina de la que les hablaba al principio. Todavía no me atrevo a salir con ella, no quiero que le pase nada y por eso también empecé a moverme con las bicicletas públicas que, a diferencia de las de Madrid, no son eléctricas. Las distancias en Londres son mucho más grandes y lo más complicado es que se miden en millas y no en kilómetros. Muchas veces comparto las aceras con repartidores que van en bicicleta, pero a mucha más velocidad que yo. Siempre hay alguien que quiere unos chicles a las 2 de la tarde o una cena metida en un recipiente de plástico a las 7. Llevo varios meses en movimiento. Me he tenido que deshacer de algunas cosas materiales y empaquetar mi vida en maletas. Pero cada vez que me subo a una bicicleta puedo olvidar ese proceso por un instante y concentrarme en las líneas de los edificios brutalistas o las hortensias florecidas que me encuentro mientras voy de aquí para allá.
0: Deer Bicycles by Maria Clara Montoya in
1: English. Whenever I hear the sound of my dad's bicycle horn, I think of those who sell sweet orange pastries in Colombia. Everyone knows that after hearing that sound, someone will pass by selling solteritas. I didn't remember the name of that sweet pastry. My mom told it to me one day while we were chatting, and my dad came back home blowing his horn. He's always loved to go out in his aquamarine bike to run mandados, recados, errands. I am using these three words to explain that I use Colombian, Spanish, and British terms in my daily life. However, what I want to do today is to share this love letter to bicycles. When I look at people's bikes, I see how they reveal some hints about their personalities. The type of horn or saddle, their colours, frames or handlebars. On the other hand, my bikes don't have any special distinguishing features. Their numbers identify them because they are part of the public system. I learned to ride a bike as a child and it's true, you never forget how to do it. The truth is that I don't remember exactly how my first bicycle looked. That would be difficult because I just had it until I was seven. After all, that's when my family and I came to live in Madrid from Medellin. I do remember my second bike. I had it until I was 13 or 14. It was red in a mountain bike style. I was so happy going to the Arganzuela Park to do laps on the track. I didn't ride a bike for a long time, possibly years. But when the pandemic started and after being in a strict lockdown in Spain, something changed. I experimented with a feeling that many people had and I began to have a certain phobia about closed spaces. I no longer wanted to take the metro or a bus. I got my card to use Madrid's public bicycles in June 2020. The service could be in better condition. Social media is full of complaints against the platform providing the service because it often malfunctions. But thanks to these electric bicycles, I've been able to meet up with friends I didn't see during the pandemic and I've cycled through streets I didn't even know. I have moved from Madrid to London permanently after being halfway between both cities for some months now. London is where my family lives and also where my dad's aquamarine bike is. I still don't dare to go out with that bike. I don't want anything to happen to it. That's why I've also started to ride the public ones. Unlike Madrid bikes, London bikes are not electric. Distances here are much broader, and the trickiest thing is that they're measured in miles and not in kilometres. I often share the streets with delivery riders who cycle much faster than I do. There's always someone who wants chewing gum at 2 p.m. or a meal in a plastic container at 7 p.m. I've been on the move for some months now. I've had to get rid of many of my things and pack my life in suitcases, but each time I get on a bike, I can't briefly forget that process and instead focus on the lines of the brutalist buildings or the blooming hydrangeas I come across as I ride from site to site.
0: Thank you for listening to Ochenta Stories. The story was written and performed by Maria Clara Montoya. Maria Clara was born in Colombia, grew up in Spain, and is now based in London. She works as a journalist and in 2020 created Confinados en los Madjanas, a podcast series focusing on how migrant communities dealt with the pandemic in Spain. The sound design of the piece was made by me, Haley Choi. If you like what you heard, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts in whatever language you choose. Follow us over at Ochenta Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram for updates. You can find transcripts and learn more about the project over at ochentastudio.com slash stories. And before we go, I'd like to recommend a brand new show from Studio Ochenta and Tracks on PRX, CultureVerse. It's a show that brings myths and legends alive in the modern world and inspires listeners to learn more about the cultures that surround them. Hosted by Kelly Marie Tran and Yara Shahidi. For more information about the project, check out OchentaStudio.com slash CultureVerse and subscribe to CultureVerse wherever you get your podcasts. Every year, the president goes up to Capitol Hill to tell Congress what he wants it to do. It's called the State of the Union Address. But something strange happened. In the middle of the speech, a bird pooped on the president's head and everybody in Washington was out to find that bird. Even me. My name is Fina Mendoza. I solve mysteries in the U.S. Capitol. I get some help from a big orange dog named Senator Something. Together, we are on the trail of this mysterious bird that might be a mythical creature from the Caribbean called a chick turning. You can follow Fina and Senator Something on the new season of the Fina Mendoza Mysteries, starting May 3rd, wherever you listen to podcasts. Presenting Pink Floyd's Animals 2018 Remix, the classic album remixed for the first time, featuring the tracks Dogs and Sheep. Available now on 180-gram vinyl LP, CD, and digital. Special limited deluxe edition package, including vinyl LP, CD, DVD, Blu-ray, and 32-page
1: book, coming on October 7th.